Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat a dead reindeer, 1d6 presence at a time. That's right. It's the famous thing we all know and recognize, Christmas in March. And we're putting the Jesus Christ back in Christmas by discussing Santa's Soldiers, a game about spy elves battling other holiday minions. Ho, ho, here we go. It's System Mastery. Okay, welcome back to System Mastery. It's me, the host of the show, Jeff, joined as always by John, a host of some kind. Ooh, some kind of host. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is a it a parasite? Parasites? Hey! hey. hey. <laughs> 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 uh, except I got it formatted right. I'm feeling good today. <laughs> Finger guns, baby. <laughs> I've just been ecstatic ever since I got to get away with that joke with my uh, girlfriend in the car the other day. <laughs> It's always good when you can get away with a joke. Oh, I'm so happy. She did the she she said that Less Than Jake's was a stupid band name. I was so excited because like a Less Than Jake song was on and like my little kid in back was dancing around in a car seat to it. And I was like, oh, this is an old Less Than Jake song. And and my girlfriend politely to everybody doing us all a favor said Less Than Jake is a stupid band name. And to anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> That's still better than Ezra. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> so I was excited because I got to make my dumb 90s band joke. And then I was quietly escorted off to the retirement home. The <laughs> yeah. really bad one. Yes, yes, Grandpa. I'm sure. <laughs> mm, yes, bands had names in the 90s. <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> oh, the crash test dummies. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean once there was a boy? He'd always been there. I say he's always been there. You really should start this with several times there was a boy. <laughs> Often there was this boy who came to class and he still had his dick out of his pants. <laughs> they couldn't quite explain it. It always just felt <laughs> nice. That's the song, right? That's yeah, how, that's, that's that song. <laughs> Famously how it goes. Famously. You don't know. <laughs> God, the fucking 90s when you could get that shit on the air. Yeah. When you could have a song <laughs> with the lyrics, Superman never made any money, saving the world from Solomon Grundy, and have a motherfucking DJ go, yep, here it is. <laughs> this is a song we are playing now. <laughs> that fucking, that's what, that's Jimmy Olsen blues or whatever. That's Superman's song. Oh, okay. That's Superman's. All right. Sure. Oh, that's right. Spin Doctor was Jimmy Olsen's blues. There's a yeah. lot of fucking songs about there's, Superman. There's too many Superman songs. Yeah. Not but, enough Spider-Man songs. But, but I mean, seriously, though, as much as I appreciate that lyric, let's go ahead and nerd out for a second. How often did Solomon Grundy really threaten the world? I mean... He's, he's not that kind of a criminal, right? It's not like he's Brainiac. He's usually usually like, me, punch lo- city block me on, you know, that kind of thing. Solomon Grundy want entire world supply of pants. <laughs> Yeah. No, Solomon Grundy isn't exactly a world threat. Yeah. He's just, you know, he's he's a threat. He's the the thing is, yeah. It's the same way that you're like, oh, you know, most of the time you wouldn't really say like, you know, Juggernaut isn't a world threat because he's just like Yeah, he's just running around punching stuff. It's yeah. sort of the same thing with Solomon Grundy where you're like, All right, you're a shitty gray hulk and that's fine. Yeah, you can punch Superman. You're a great Superman foil, but you never have a plan. 
No, there's no like, and that's how I'll topple the world's governments. <laughs> that said, I do feel like he should have gotten some money for punching Solomon. Like, you know, just a bounty from the local police or something. <laughs> uh, here's $20 for bringing in Solomon Grundy. Good job there, lad. <laughs> Thank you. I'll put this in the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> that's right. $20 for a Grundy. That's what it is. <laughs> $20 for a Grundy sounds dirty. <laughs> Oh, Same I'd, as in town. I'd buy that for a Grundy. That's what we say down at the station. <laughs> I swear, I honestly cannot tell based on con. You take it out of the DC universe context. I cannot tell if you're talking about like a sex act or an unpopular Canadian pastry. It's <laughs> ooh a blueberry Grundy. <laughs> I want a Grundy. It's my birthday. Oh, I'm very confused right now. Yeah, you should put a candle in it. I, I can't get a read on Hold this. Hold on, you want to put a candle in your Grundy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Gotta get... Is it an obscure Canadian pastry, or is it a sex act that costs $20? You decide. <laughs> this is the People's Court. <laughs> so, we read Santa's Soldiers. Santa's Soldiers, where you play as... If you've ever watched The Santa Claus... Yeah, specifically the first one, because they drop this dumbass conceit in the next two. Yeah, but in The Santa Claus, there is a point where Tim Allen is in jail, because he gets arrested, and a elf SWAT team comes in and is like shuts off the power and breaks them out with all sorts of Christmas-themed weaponry and whatnot. Yeah, I think that at one point they describe themselves as... Uh, someone says, who are you guys? And they say, we're your worst nightmare. Kung Fu elves with attitude. <laughs> Teenagers with attitude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is basically a, a thing where you play as like Santa's army of elves as opposed to Santa's workshop of elves. Yeah, because those do still exist. There are still elves making toys and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But ever since the other holidays decided to try and take him down... Mm -hmm. They've needed a protection detail for the fat man. And so now yeah, he's the fat man in this. Now, uh, the thing I think we should probably start with addressing before we go any further, and this is an XPG system game made by Deep 7 in 2002. I like putting those details out there when I can remember to. But before we go any further, I want to address why we're reviewing a Christmas game. Oh, well, that's easy. We had <laughs> it. It's, it's Christmas in July in March. Yeah, Christmas in July in March. That's that's what it is. It's the we famous holiday. We just keep holiday. cutting it in half over and over again. <laughs> What's it going to be next time? Christmas in July and March and halfway through February? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Valentine's Day. More Christmas is what I say. <laughs> Christmas all year long, but increasingly common towards the beginning of it. like <laughs> <laughs> The idea that we'll get to a point where there's a Christmas every hour when you're in January. Oh, yeah, like the first hour of January technically contains infinite Christmases. <laughs> yeah, as soon as New Year's happens, you are having an infinite amount of Christmas all at once. Yeah, this is Blitzen's paradox. <laughs> if the distance between each Christmas in July is halved, then there will be an infinite number of Christmases. You'll never be able to start the year. You'll never not be Christmas. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we, we, we're doing it because we had it. You know, deal with it. We've got lots of games. <laughs> also, did you know that there is a song called Elves with Attitude? No, I didn't, but I'm not surprised. 
people really got a lot of mileage out of the with attitude addendum in the 90s and, and into the 2000s as well. Oh, and the elves are the effective liberating flight squad or elves. Oh, okay. Is that squad. That's fair. But are they also elves? Oh, that's the, is that the Santa Claus one? Yes, in the Santa Claus, they are elves as an acronym. That's still very weird to me that they do that. Like, that'd be like if we had a, a, a super elite human fighting force called Human and it stood for something. Dude, is that why what the human, don't we? Is that, is that what the Human League was? No, they, they fight humans. <laughs> I think they're in league with humans. <laughs> uh, the Human League of... Super villains. Super villains? <laughs> yeah, that's what they were called. Yeah, they're like no brainiacs allowed. <laughs> what are you, Monsieur Mala? Get the fuck out! <laughs> brainiacs like I don't even know what I am. Sometimes I'm a robot, and sometimes I'm a Kaluan. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither of those is human. <laughs> Although well, one of those sounds delicious. <laughs> yes, serve me up alongside a Grundy. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Yo, can I get a Brainiac with a side of Grundy? Solomon Grundy in League Human League of Supervillains. It's true. <laughs> I'm post-human. I'm post-Malone. And I'm also in the Human League of Supervillains. Why not? Uh, so, so yeah, it's the, the premise of the game is that uh, there's a sort of constant skirmish and or Cold War how uh, do you get it called? Yeah. War going on between uh, the factions of the various holidays. Uh, to to make it work, they initially divide the holidays up by season. Yeah. So there's uh, the four major factions of the game that, that are out there. Like, you're playing as elves, but there's, like, Spring is the Easter Bunny and her army of, like, marshmallow Yeah, she's soldiers. got her, her peeps. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, or I'm sorry, summer. Yeah, and this, Sunday. The Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Which, Be there. Which honestly, it's rare. Mores <laughs> and hedges and more. But, but no, like, obviously, uh, that day, the day when there's a truck event, should probably be a holiday that has dudes. and <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, summer is represented by, like, the anti-Santa. And we'll get into that in a little while. Well, yeah, because they were like, all right, autumn is obviously Halloween and spring yeah. is Easter and winter is Santa, uh, Santa yeah. for Christmas. And they were like, oh, there's not actually really any good summertime holidays. And they were like, oh, there used to be Mm -hmm. a water festival. Yes. But for some reason, everyone has forgotten about it. And the person who used to be, like, the person in charge of the water festival, like the Santa of water festival, uh, has been forgotten about and is now solely concerned with destroying Santa Claus and is the anti-clause. Weird to me that he, I guess because Christmas is like the most popular holiday, That's because otherwise, why fix it? It's not like Santa came along and took away your summer. Maybe he's mad about Christmas in July and March. Maybe. Mm. In, in July again. In July. Christmas in March. Christmas, Christmas in July and March in July. March in July. <laughs> yeah, that, that holiday. <laughs> that, that one. That, that old chestnut. He's really mad about that. Yeah, see, we're going to go back and then forth so that... <laughs> Infinite Christmas. <laughs> There's always a Christmas, except for the exact halfway point in between Christmas and not Christmas. Call us Hallmark and or Netflix. Put Vanessa Hudgens in this. It's Infinite Christmas. <laughs> the Blitz and Paradox, an Infinite <laughs> Christmas story. With, uh, I don't know, Vanessa Hudgens and Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens kiss. <laughs> or Josh Hutchison. <laughs> One... One Josh, please. One Hutch Josherson, please. Let's put him in. I think he was PETA in the in the Hunger Games movies. Sure, why not? I think. They just name popped into my head at random. One of those guys from one of them young adult movies. 
we'll get one of them young adults. <laughs> I don't think he is anymore. Those Hunger Games movies were a while ago now. Yeah, but I, I mean, he's probably still a young adult. Yeah, he's, he's not like yeah, an old adult. It's true, he's not an old adult. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing these days. Do you think he's voice acting? Huh? Mm. You think? Maybe. Uh, so anyway, it, this is XPG Engine, which... Honestly, the reason I had this game, if you're curious, really curious why we were doing this in Christmas in July and March, is because I, I've been trying to find a copy of the Red Dwarf role-playing game. Yeah, which is expensive as hell. And not available in PDF format. I have been trying. Uh, but given, but since I was like, well, I at least want to look up the engine it was built in, I looked up other games that use the XPG license and found this one. Yeah. And they mention in the book itself, they're like, oh, yeah, here's our XPG thing. Use... This with our other games, Blood Island, Star Legion, and Red Dwarf. Yeah, the big one. Like, the only one you'd bother mentioning, really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I assume, you know, no one's really going like, yeah, I really need that blood with an extra E on the end island. Well, it's just Blued Island. Blued Island. <laughs> so... So anyway, XPG Engine is fairly straightforward. Uh, it is an entirely D6-derived game, and uh, when you are creating a character, there's not that much you really need to know. Now, John's got the book in front of him, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him lead this part, but I'm going to do what I can Oh, yeah. Well, I help. mean... I remember there's seven stats, so you get 25 points. Yeah, it's point by for yeah. your stats, and uh, you've got mostly the standard ones you would assume, and uh, then Christmas Spirit. So you've got... Agility and dexterity, they split those two off. Yep. Uh, perception, strength, intelligence, willpower, and then Christmas spirit, which is magic. Basically magic in this. The interesting thing is, it's a the sort of weird stat that everyone else changes if they've got their own thing. So, like, yeah. uh, instead of Christmas spirit, if you're one of the, like, boogeyman's holiday halloween guys you have creepiness yes yeah so what's a fluid stat that changes to reflect whatever whatever holiday you're falling under the purview of yeah uh you get 25 points to split among these 25 stats which means you have enough points or seven stats <laughs> 25 stats i mean you have a one and everything <laughs> yeah that'd be great <laughs> but no seven stats which i think means you can have enough for like what three four threes yeah. and three fours yeah you can have a three and everything and then put some points elsewhere uh, now three and four fours yeah anyway uh when they first started i was so excited to be jumping on this because they uh when they tell you at first here's you get 25 points these are your stats mm -hmm. they don't tell you a minimum and a maximum so you're like oh can i just put 25 points in the christmas spirit and tell everyone to go fuck themselves <laughs> they do there's a maximum of four there nope it is a maximum of six. Oh, okay the Fair maximum enough. of four is for skills which they do mention that, when they say yeah it. you're right you got me you, there you have to go to a sidebar yeah about creating a character where they finally go yes you need at least one and everything in fact and at most I'm, six i'm now remembering this just because there's a section towards towards like the end of character creation that's like now pick you're kind of like group you join which is you know like oh i'm the we're the tinkers or we're the 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 wizard casters that kind of thing and a lot of them required fives and stuff and i was like wait a minute you can't even have a five in something and then i had to go back and check yeah so i remember this all now yeah yeah so um so once you've put your 25 points into your stats mm -hmm. uh you do have some derived stats yes you do uh there's one there's one that's interesting at least <laughs> yeah there's initiative which is just perception agility uh, it's just very easy. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Straightforward. Uh, the, uh, there's shrug. That's the one I thought was kind of interesting, which is essentially your 
damage limit for how much it takes for you to take a wound because this isn't hit point based yeah, it's it is a wound seven, track it's, it's a it's a progressive degenerate wound track system with seven boxes yeah so shrug is if you don't take as much damage from an attack after all of the various calculations of you know hitting and multiplying depending on weapon uh rating and then mm-hmm. armor value and so on if once it gets down to it if i've got a shrug uh of like six and it does five damage i don't take anything yes yeah it's it's basically your inbuilt armor yeah uh if you it's the threshold the damage has to get exceed in order to put any damage on you at all and then if you're going to take multiple wound levels it has to be multiple uh over your shrug so you have to hit more than twice my shrug in order to deal two levels of damage yeah and that one is was it strength? Uh, it's the average of strength and willpower. Yeah, strength rounded and willpower. Up. Interestingly, yeah, and rounded up. And then interestingly, the next stat is the sum of strength and willpower, uh, power rounded uh, up. Will Pounder. Will Pounder. Uh, yeah, we should have uh, him. Will Pounder. Yeah, Will Pounder. He was in those uh, Maze Runner movies, yes, right? Yes, he definitely was. <laughs> That's definitely not Will Poulter. No, Will Pounder. He was up for the role of Pennywise, wasn't he? <laughs> Wait, is it? Uh, yeah, yes, sure. Yes, it is Will Poulter. It, yeah, Will Poulter. I am making a joke. Yes, okay, thank no, you no. for explaining No, it. no, my problem was I was, couldn't remember if that guy's name was actually Will Poulter or not. Oh, yeah. I, I could picture him. I could picture four movies he's in and one he's about to be in. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, wait, what the fuck's that guy's name with the, that goofy looking guy? You know, and he's about to play Adam Warlock. And it's insane to me. I yeah, can't wait to see that. He shit. was up for Pennywise in the new it. Oh, well, I'm glad he didn't get it because because so uh, what's his face did amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, the other one is save, which is the sum of your strength and willpower. And that's your usually uh, a save will be for like against a magic effect or like a poison or something like that. Yeah. You'll have to roll save, but it is, I'd say less common than, you know, your shrug. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't nearly come up as often. Only a couple of the monsters even fuck with it. So, Oh yeah. So most things are just doing damage. There's, there's not a lot of like poison creatures or wizards or anything. Yeah. Yeah. After that, I think the next thing you do is skill selection. Yeah, you do. Uh, I want to mention there is a uh, destiny points in this, which oh, are right. you yeah, know yeah. your brownie points, your standard thing. You start with one, and it, that's it. That's all you. That's all there is. And you can spend them for a couple of different effects. I, I think there's two specific effects you can spend them on. Uh, you can reroll failed skill checks or wound saves. Yeah. Uh, and. Then if you do something particularly great, then maybe you can get awarded one. Yeah, it makes it clear that they're supposed to be easy to spend and hard to acquire. Yeah, and the thing is, they're like, oh, you get one, you know, at the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, if you use a destiny point for something fundamentally evil or out of character, you just lose your destiny point and it's done. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have to redeem yourself in some way to get a destiny point back. Yeah, you're, you're now down one maximum destiny point or something. Yeah, you're now down to zero destiny point. Yeah. I mean, because I'm not sure, is there supposed to be a maximum destiny point limit? Are you supposed to be able, only able to ever have one unless you do something cool? No, you can get more. The books is like, yeah, you if you do something super cool or comically appropriate or whatever, then, hey, maybe you'll get an additional destiny point. Yeah. Uh, but usually it should come from using a destiny point in order to do that. Oh, so, so they're th- like, you can get a replacement if you f- do something cool. If you do something you. awesome, you can get you can get another one. All right, that's fair. Yeah, I, I mean that's kind of 
irritating, a bit limiting. It means you're going to spend all your time being like, wasn't that cool? It's going to have the same problem as old Exalted stunts, but but it's fine. Well, I mean, it it ends up being a thing where it incentivizes you not to be like, all right, and then I'm going to try and, like, pick the lock on this door, and I failed, and in yeah, it's true. You're, you're not, not going to be like, oh, I guess I'll try again with my destiny point because that's not awesome. That's not an awesome, cool thing. Yeah, no, you got me there. Uh, and then after that, we do go to the skill section. Yes. Uh, also, point by for skills mm-hmm. and divided up by stats, same as always. Uh, there's not too much of super interest here. No, you get uh, thirty points. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a max of four in anything. Yep. Now, all the skills work. Uh, as generally a stat plus skill roll under with 2d6. Yes. But the fact that, for the most part, your average stat is generally around a 3 or a 4, and the maximum you can have in a skill is 4... Means you're looking usually at, at at best rolling under the average result on 2d6. So it's a, it's a failure-heavy game without uh, well, some it, kind of modifiers. Yeah, it makes it so that you really want to be specialized in whatever you're doing. So yes. if you're like, yeah, no, I, I've i got 30 points to spend, but I'm definitely spending them in, you know, packages of four mm-hmm. and mostly trying to buy skills that go into whatever my stats were good at. Because mm-hmm. if you're like, yeah, I have a three in intelligence and I put two points in I don't know, one of the intelligence skills, you're yeah, like cryptography or whatever, area yeah. knowledge or something. Yeah. Then you're like, all right, I'm probably not going to do this, but sure, why not? I got a thing. The, the only thing I would say is interesting about schools, they're divided up by all seven statistics, and you can tell they kind of started to run out towards the end of the statistic list. Because when you're like, all right, well, under agility or dexterity, there's mount riding. Where you're like, oh, I can ride any kind of mount animal and and do whatever I need to with it. And then under, like, perception, there's reindeer management, which is, like, how to ride and control and order around reindeer. Yeah. Which is, I mean, would that be covered by mount? No, I guess not, because we're running low. The other one that I found amazing was uh, the one that's just strength stuff. Yeah. Like, when you're looking at the strength list, one of them is just, like, strength things, which is just, hey, are you playing a buff elf? Take this strength things at four. So that you're four and then you can just whenever you have to make a raw strength check to shove something. Yep. It's just you want some extra points in random physical strength. Take this. It's the strength skill of strength feet. Yeah. Is literally just did you want to lift something or bend something or break whatever? Normally you just roll under your strength, but obviously you can't do that because the cat the skill cap or uh, stat caps are super low. Yeah. So just this gives you more strength. But strength, it doesn't factor into the calculations of your shrug and save. Yeah. Which is almost certainly why it's there. Because notably, none of the other stats have that. There isn't one that's just called, like, agility feat for when you want to do especially complicated feats of acrobatics or something. Hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I mean, agility does have athletics. Acrobatics and athletics. But, I mean, strength feat is so wildly, uh, you just apply it to anything that strength could possibly do. Except to anything that any of the other strength skills already cover, I guess. It's, I don't know, I don't dislike it just because they were like, we've decided everything is a 2d6 roll under. Yeah. And so you kind of have to, like, there's no way you can make uh, anything that would rely on just your stat, because that is 
the mechanic of if you don't have a skill, you just roll whatever the stat is. Yeah, but with a cap of six, that means you're trying to you're getting even if you're amazing at the stat, thirty five forty percent of the time you can succeed at it. I get it. I just find it funny that they tried to they came up with that cludge and then only applied it to strength. I would I would have expected to see it as as a, a skill you could take at all seven stats if you wanted to. It's just interesting. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming they did it just because when you're you're playing a super burly, if you want to play like an Arnold type elf, then you're going to want to be able to lift heavy stuff, and this lets you get away with it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is is just lifting as the skill. But yeah, but also you get bending to, and and you get bend bars and lift gates. Yeah, yeah. So I it's just I just I, I'm not saying it's bad. I just found it funny that it was in there at all <laughs> after that you we uh I, I don't is this the point where we get to like the benefits and hindrances well or? i do want to mention something yeah. in the skills oh please i'm sorry uh so one of the things you can get is in your agility skills you can get self-defense which is hand-to-hand <laughs> now the hand-to-hand in this uh you can run it as just like uh it's just regular combat but you know, punching someone sucks way more than trying to stab them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do have an optional sidebar for, you know, like elf kung fu. Oh, that's right. There's like that elf fu chart. And depending on how many ranks in self-defense you have, mm-hmm. you unlock special moves. Yeah. So you can get stuff like at first you're just like, oh, I got a plus one to my attack or I can make it so that my attack uh has an actual rating to it because normally weapon ratings in this are you multiply your effectiveness by the rating mm-hmm. uh and the rating on a punch is zero so yeah, all so it is is just your strength, strength bonus. bonus yeah uh with that it turns into a one so you actually get to apply the effectiveness yeah but when you get far enough down it ends up becoming actually worth it because you get stuff like oh now you can uh like hit and dodge as one action because this is a game that mm-hmm. you have one action in your turn and you can either attack or dodge or move or move yeah it's just one, you only get one and if you get far enough you actually get to the point where you're like oh you can dodge all the time and it never costs you an action you're just always able to dodge which is insanely powerful and is probably going to lead to just about everybody investing in this whether or not it makes sense to their character well i mean the thing is you can only get up to a four in it to start with and that's like the level nine yeah so it takes a while to get there uh, yeah i'm just saying out of your seven because okay let's look at this you're gonna get seven stat or skills at four if you're playing the game right you're, you're gonna get seven skills at four and one at three because that's or one at two because that adds up to 30 yeah uh and then you're gonna one of those seven to better fucking be elf foo so you get the first four bonuses at least nah <laughs> and so you can keep growing up it's not like there's that much shit for other elves to do so it makes perfect sense to invest in it oh. all right so yeah th- thanks for bringing that up and that sidebar was kept talking in a general sense and i was expecting to find a bunch more sidebars with like rank bonuses for all the other skills and that's the only one yeah i was kind of hoping we'd have like a weird thing for all like the stuff but gun kata that kind of stuff but it was mostly just because i guess they realized Oh, fighting hand-to-hand sucks a big fat ass. It's real bad, unless you pick up a weapon. If you're punching people, you're literally doing your strength bonus and damage. Yeah, you're just like, all right, well, I guess I do four, so... eh." And meanwhile, there's guys swinging swords. They're like, I'm doing my weapon result table times four plus my strength bonus. Yeah. Oh, well, wonderful. 
Yeah, so there's a big difference. If when you look at someone's average shrug, probably being around a three or a three, like a three round up, so it's probably a four most of the time. Generally, punching you, is not going to get through on anybody ever. No, punching is kind of bad. Yeah, uh, so you need that there. The uh, I like that the Christmas spirit skills, even though it's mostly supposed to be the uh, magic, because yeah. that's where magic is, is but under also, there. Also, the elven craftsmanship is in there. And uh, doing any field medicine, so if you wanted to be, you know, a doctor or field medic or whatever, you yeah. you have to go Christmas spirit, but it's also like uh, snow travel, which makes it the third option for travel. Yes, it is. Because yes. there's pilot and ride and snow travel. Yeah, snow travel is really specific to being able to move through snow. Yeah, oh, well, this is for going through snow on, like, snowshoes or skis or a ski board. And I'm like, what? 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 There's a couple of skills that are very specifically Christmassy in that regard, where they're like, oh, you have the ability to see people even through heavy snow. Well, yeah, that's very much the magic in this is, yeah. you know, snow-based. Yeah, that is true. Most of the spells are snow-based. There's not that many spells, which is fine because they're hard to cast anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so after this, I, I don't remember if benefits and hindrances or choosing your battalion is next. Oh, no, you get uh, the three things that this game has uh, are personality traits, they yes. are called, are assets, liabilities, and behavior tags. Thank you, yeah. Which, if you've ever played GURPS behavior tags is just quirks mm -hmm. but they're worth one system, point yep. you're, you're definitely going to want to take one but they're all worth one point it is the exact same thing as quirks in GURPS it gives you a point and it doesn't do anything it's just role playing and you get points yeah and it, you know there's a whole section being it's like taking this is a pact you should role play these traits but they're all things like you know you, you you're a good soldier and you want to impress Santa yeah it's like what are you oh I'm I'm I don't know a cynic and mm -hmm. I just feel, like, not optimistic about things. Yeah. Okay, great. I think, and then when the, in the, uh, obvious, the assets and liabilities, you have the almost bargain basement usual suspects in terms of what you would see in these. Yeah. Um, notably, including to the point where there's ones that exceed the reach of this game's granularity grasp. Ah. Where, like, you can take ambidextrous. You're like, ah, sweet, I'm ambidextrous. What does that mean? You can carry a weapon in either one of your hands. Can I carry one in both? There's no rules for that. Every attack is a single sure, attack. Sure, you can. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't make a you difference. You only have one action, so yeah. who gives a shit? <laughs> can I, like, defend in one hand and carry a weapon in the other? Yeah, you can do that anyway, though. Uh, okay, You well, can always parry, unlike dodge. Okay, can I... You just quit asking. Ambidexterity doesn't actually do anything. Yeah, you can spend it, three point, yeah. uh, one to three points on material wealth. What does that mean? Nothing. Yes. Nothing <laughs> has a cost in this. <laughs> ambidexterity will come up if someone like breaks your good hand i guess it's like there are things you can spend here that are like oh what do you have i've got puzzler i'm good at puzzles yeah what does that mean nothing mechanically it didn't even give you anything yeah it was just like yeah you're real good at puzzles my man you're great at the crosswords <laughs> so good at puzzles good job will shorts dude. knows you by name it's like all right at least some of them were like, oh, this gives you a plus two bonus to whatever. This makes this easier. But there are so many that are just, I don't know, man, you're fat. What does that mean? You're I don't slow. know, man. The fat one is a liability. It means you're slightly slower, but I think it also gives you another benefit to go with it. Uh, no, it just makes you slower. Yeah, it just it messes up, I think, your speed and endurance checks. Yes. Yeah, That's all, and that's all it does. Yeah, but you can also be 
super skinny and then that messes up your save checks which yeah i'd rather be fat (laughs) yeah it's funny the fat one called it says like this ranges from you're a little poorly to you're the big one and i'm like is that a santa reference yeah well it is you're you're as big as the fat man (laughs) or maybe you're jake yeah you might be just jake or the fat man, but if you're Jake, it messes up your strength or something. Because wasn't Jake famously extremely skinny? Wasn't I that, don't know. Wasn't the whole I thing? don't, I the, don't the, the know anything were... about Jake and the fat man yeah. at all. Do you think either Nothing. one of them is even like not a person? Like maybe the fat man is the name of like a portly dog? That... I would know more about that show if the fat man was a portly dog. <laughs> then I would be like, oh, well, let yeah, me tell I'm you. I'm the world's preeminent expert on Jake and the fat man because the fat man is a portly, <laughs> ju- a chubster of a fellow of a dog. It's a, it's a fat panting dog who follows a guy around as they solve crimes clearly i've watched this series multiple times religiously and every time the man would almost solve a crime the dog would kind of bumble into the way (laughs) and he'd be like sit down fat dog and (laughs) hey fat man (laughs) sort of pass out yeah and then you know they'd catch the criminal because the fat man would be like lying across the doorway somewhere and the criminal would trip over him and fall and he'd be like, Good job, fat man. And he'd go, <laughs> Now for your fat man treat, an entire subway sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, I have good news for you. <laughs> Hollywood get at us. The new Jake and the Fat Man <laughs> reboot. <laughs> Jake is a portly dog. Uh, Not fat. Just, portly. Just portly. He's a dog of gravity. <laughs> he is a, a dog of gravitas. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, there, the, are, there are benefits and interests. <laughs> yes. Now, with your assets, liabilities, behavior tags, all that, uh, you don't get any points baseline to put into there. So if you want any of the assets, you have to take liabilities and behavior tags. That is correct, yes. Uh, although... You don't have to spend them on assets. You can spend them on skills. Yeah, you can take liabilities and use them to buy up your skills, but you're still at max rank four, so. Yeah, but honestly, the fact that most of these (laughs) don't do anything. (laughs) Most of the assets suck. After you've taken the couple that gives you extra shrug or uh, any other kind of actually like useful bonus, you're going to be like, ah, no, I'm good on all these. Thank you, though. Well, I mean, the same thing goes with, any of the liabilities, you're like, I'll take all the ones that don't actually do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, most of them do, but there are a couple that are like, oh, someone doesn't like you or something where you know full well that you can put that on your sheet and not tell the DM and he will never notice. Yeah, of course, this is a game where a couple of the impediments, one is or speech oh, impediment, Yeah, where you have, you know, a noticeable slur or lisp or... Maybe you're completely unintelligible. And remember, they must be role-played. And hey, speaking of notable, noticeable slurs, <laughs> you might be a social re- Whoa! Hey, now! <laughs> Pass. No, thank you. When did this game come out again? 2002. Too late for that. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, that one makes you just bad in social situations because you're... Thankfully, it's not that you're a general R-word, in cor- but just socially they just mean you're like an introvert or something that's that's what's just oh you're you're prone to like put your foot in your mouth you do gaffes which you think they just call it that same thing with like okay why not play into your your theming a lot here if you're gonna do a speech impediment one make it so you sound like impossibly high-pitched and cutesy you know like like, oh you sound like oh 
you know, Christmas time elf that's just like, ah, oh yeah. boy, I'm an elf. You can either do that or you can do the one where you sound like a three year, like a four year old boy all the time. I'm, I'm, a, I'm elf. a little boy. Oh, I'm I just a... want to open presents. I'm going to drink hot cocoa and make the Christmas deliveries. Also, I'm going to kill the boogeyman. Yeah, see? <laughs> Like the, the if you're gonna do speech impediment, why not lean into the elf shit? Make it see so have jingly bells whenever you talk or something. Yeah, I got jingly bells whenever I talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you talking about Grundies again? I tell, <laughs> I told about you the Grundy. I don't understand that reference. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, after the show, we should go get some Grundies. You know what I'm saying? I do not. Don't tell Florence. <laughs> I mean, she. I might be mad at me that I'm breaking my di- diet. I, no, no, hold on. Hold I, on. <laughs> I'm gonna need more clarification. <laughs> I need to know. Uh, Let me just ask you this: Are these Grundies hot in any way? No, this is the hottest Grundy you'll ever find. <laughs> ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, can I get a steaming Grundy? <laughs> oh no, sir! You're disgusting. Forty dollars. <laughs> Sir, that's the nastiest thing I've ever heard. Right this way. <laughs> I'm on one of them ranch grundies. Uh, ew, get out. <laughs> Into the ocean. <laughs> All right. So at this point, uh, outside of choosing spells, if you pick the magic category. Well, you've got to pick uh, two more things for your uh, character. One is for Basically, everyone in the party, you have to pick what brigade you are Oh, yeah, are that's in. what I was going to get to. I yeah. was going to say, we're at the point now where we're making, like, party-wide decisions. Uh, brigade is d- divvied up. I guess they were, you know, it's good theming. They were like, what's a Christmas thing that there's a set number of? I know, the reindeer. So the brigades are named after the reindeer. Yeah, so you have, you know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer is the different brigades, and each of them has their own thing that they're good at. So, you know, Dancer are the best fighters, and uh, Prancer is the Navy. Yeah. Um, This keeps going until you get to Vixen, which, oh boy, it's the sexy lady one. It's the... Uh, The sexy dudes, too, now, but... Well, yeah, it's it's the lady division, which is headed up secretly by Mrs. Claus, Mm -hmm. because the whole thing is they're like, oh, they just stuck any of the ladies who wanted to be in the paramilitary elf stuff mm-hmm. uh in vixen because they were like oh ladies but mrs claus was like oh no i'm 100 using you as like spies and matahari shit yeah they play uh, her as the well-meaning power behind the throne kind of thing in this it's interesting because they're like everything you get detail wise for the people around santa yeah is like oh they're a ridiculous badass assassin and fucking everyone around him is always trying to make sure that nothing happens to him because santa is just a delightful jolly old man he's just a bumbly gentleman who likes to make toys and deliver them to kids every other one of the mythological figures even like even the heads of the state like the easter bunny and so on are all like powerful badasses oh yeah the easter bunny is like a mafia don yeah and it's like oh yeah i'm gonna send my peeps around to mess you up and Every everyone else is like in on the gag of this game, yeah. Except for Santa, who's like, "Oh yeah, if someone were to come up and be like, I want to fucking murder you,' he'd be like, well, how about a nice toy?' <laughs> Let's discuss that over cocoa. You wouldn't want to end up on the naughty list. Oh, Santa! 
So, but Mrs. Claus is fully in on the spy game shit, so she's got her own paramilitary army within the paramilitary army. They even make reference to it basically being the internal affairs of the elves. Yeah, because Vixen is seen as being just sort of, this is where we put the people that we don't have a job for. Mm-hmm. They're very innocuous. They're just not really considered to be particularly useful for anything, so they're easy to go places and do things and no one thinks about them. Yes, but the presentation of them is like, this is where we stuck all the useless females and and homosexuals. It's not, I mean, it's supposed to be like, yeah, they did do that because elves as a functional society, I guess, are really sexist. But Mrs. Claus took them and molded them into a series of sexy she-assassins, which is ten times less sexist, I think. (laughs) Wait, hold on, I'm getting notes. Hold on, I'm getting (laughs) something in the mail right now. (laughs) Oh, no, it's exactly as sexist. Oh, oh, still bad. Oh, no, Kate Beaton says. (laughs) Sexism is over. (laughs) Uh, I I just want to mention real quick that the elves are under the Order of St. Nicholas. Mm -hmm. And so throughout the book, they will abbreviate that to OSN, and every single time I was like, the elves are in one-shot network, what the fuck? (laughs) How am I not noticing? How did I not know that Comet Brigade was in the one-shot network? (laughs) Comet Brigade is the the, uh, hotshot pilots. (laughs) Comet Brigade is Q. Oh, are they Q? They're the the science guys. I, I think I might have mixed up with Blitzen or something then, the one that's the... Oh, yeah, because there's, uh, I mean, I'll just go through them real Gee, fast. Sure, please do. So Dasher is the, supposed to be the spies, but they suck a lot. They get a lot of shitty jobs. Yeah, they're like the, they're the, uh, they're the one that they recommend you put the players in because they're like, we're the, cra- we're the scrappy upstarts. Yeah, they're, it's where you put people who are like, oh, you're unproven and yeah. green and shitty and we don't assume Dasher is going to get the job done. Yeah, if you want Danny DeVito to show up and teach one of the brigades a lesson, it'll. <laughs> if you want it, someone to reach these kids, yeah. <laughs> if you want to recreate stripes but make it elves for some reason, I, you, you do Dasher. Uh, Dancer is the fighters. Prancer is the navy. Vixen is uh, we the ladies. Yeah. Comet is the like weird tech geniuses who give you you know like laser watches and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Cupid play hockey and that is what they do they're the hockey players they are just hockey players Uh uh-huh great uh donner is the magicians yep and blitzen is the not so much just pilots as it is the absolute hot shot jock like yeah they're they're, they'll drink you under the table and then fly to aruba oh it's the same thing with uh was it dancer i think which is the fighting faction yeah is it like they're not the fighting faction they're the unhinged psycho murderers and this is like yeah this is where you take all of the like rambos i guess yeah your your mad dog murdochs are gonna be in (laughs) blitzen and then finally there is one faction not available for a brigade not available for pcs to be in and that is brigade rudolph which is sort of like the overseers and the people in charge they're the ones you want to impress yeah those are all the generals and shit in charge they generally are only doing analytical duty they don't do field work they do however have a field work team which is literally just to send out to save other groups that failed at something yeah which is irritating because that that's not a good way to run your military if you have one group that's like yeah we can accomplish fucking anything but the only thing we actually do do is is uh, rescue people who failed to accomplish something do like, you should have sent the good squad then they would have accomplished it nah 
<laughs> I'm assuming all the other eight squads like fucking Rudolph coming along in 1950 fucking three. Fucking uh, getting getting a good job just because he's got a glowy nose. Probably pride at a Grundy. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, you pick one of the divisions that isn't. Uh, or one of the brigades that isn't Rudolph. Yeah. And then individually you pick a division within that brigade, and that'll give you uh, a couple of bonuses. Yes. So it requires uh, a mix of either stats or certain skills. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I want to be a commando, then I have to have an agility of at least five and a perception of at least four. Yeah. Uh, But if I am able to be one of those... Then I get a plus one in my strategy and tactic skill, a plus one in stealth or wilderness, and access to the marksman skill, which is just firearms, but it, you get uh, more bonuses for aiming. Yeah. Uh, one of those is also, I forget what they're specifically called, but it's like the casters. Mage. Or, yeah, mage. There's two caster ones, technically, because one of them like more focuses on making magical technology, because they're elves after all. Uh, but mage, you practically need to go into mage to be a good mage because the cost- well, you can't use magic unless you are a mage. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, you can be in that magical brigade without being a mage. They make a, a point. I think I forget if they make it a point of it in the brigade or in the mage description to say like other people might learn some spells, but they there's special spells that only mages know and they keep it to themselves. Well, there's basically uh in the like. Uh, I think it's Donner is the Wizards. Yeah. Yes, it is. So Donner is the Wizard Brigade, but they're like, yeah, but we're not just Wizards. We have commandos and grunts and pilots and shit as well. And they say in there, oh, and it's so heavily uh, magic users in that brigade that even some commandos know how to use spells. And they're like, those will just be NPC, those. That's you have right. to be a mage in order to cast spells. Yes, that, that's right. I'm, I'm remembering that now. Yeah, they, they had a specific thing that was like, yeah, you can, you, in this brigade, everyone knows some spells. Not you. Not you, though. <laughs> if you're in this, either be a mage or be sad. <laughs> I guess. But I feel like, and this is just me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most not, of Not them, just me, but for me. But, but for me. Okay. <laughs> but for me. Grundy. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. Does that mean you're finally officially saying it's a sex act? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But for me, mm-hmm. a Grundy, please. <laughs> wait, the Grundy police? <laughs> Grundy police, they come to me in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Still too ambiguous. They could be like <laughs> judging the right way to make one. Oh, th- oh, they're judging the right way to make a Grundy. You know what I'm saying. I don't. <laughs> I specifically do not. <laughs> I have told you several times. <laughs> I've requested clarification <laughs> on a number of occasions. <laughs> uh, but given that you can only use the magic skill if you are a mage as your division. Yeah. I, f- I just feel like you should just be a mage anyway. Because honestly, magic skill is a ton of shit because when you get the ability to cast spells you have access to all of them it's not vancian there's no spell points it's just a skill roll yeah it's it's uh it's not called a skill roll it has its own name yeah well it's just casting but all of the different spells uh have a penalty to them because it's hard to cast spells Mm -hmm. but honestly you should probably just have a six in your christmas spirit and a four in yes magic and just be like fine whatever 
the hardest spell I have to roll a seven or under. Yeah, because some of them are like difficulty plus three, which means you have to make a skill roll at seven or under instead of ten or under. Um, and they they make a point of saying that, oh, you know, elf magic is ancient. It's older even than Santa and the concept of Christmas and so on. Unfortunately, it mostly concerns itself with just the winter because they really before they were like, we deliver toys to girls and boys. They were just like, we're the winter holiday. We do winter stuff. Yeah, we're just- so elves that live in the north pole so then as you can probably imagine you'll have a hard time coming up with a really strong combat set out of these spells no they're all calm they're really combat focused oh the yeah. book is, and i'm not saying i made that up the book tells you that when it's in the magic section it's like hey elf magic is an ancient and mystical art related to winters and so there's not a whole lot of combat that's why they invented the ice blade spell and i'm like you're an idiot if you cast that spell <laughs> there's so much better shit why would than you making ever do a crappy that? sword i can I can rearrange people's memories, fly and be invisible, and just stun people at will or put Mm -hmm. them to sleep. I can have a shield that automatically stops all incoming damage. Yeah. You can just turn invisible and shoot people with a WR5 bazooka, which means it does your weapon rating times five damage. Just do that. In the invisibility spell, this game's pretty quick. It's a little comedy game. The first first edition of this game was only 20 pages long. We have the second, and that we're okay to do that because there is a third. Um, <laughs> but the, the uh, what was I getting at? I don't know. I don't remember either. It doesn't invisibility, matter anymore. Invisibility. I'm sorry. Invisibility has no rules to it beyond you are invisible for like an hour. Yep. You the <laughs> turns the character or the target of the spell invisible for one hour. Yeah. That's it. There is no... Like, if you make an attack, you're visible now. There's none of that. No, just for an hour, you're invisible. Yeah. So, great. <laughs> I mean, if you manage to, because this does have crit success and crit failures. Yes, it does. So, a 2 for success or a 12 for failure. Yeah, I love the line in there, by the way, when they mention that. It's like, that's right. This is a roll low game. <laughs> low rolls are what you want. 2002 is too late to be up your own ass about roll low, roll under. That's <laughs> sorry, you don't get that. It's O2. You're not new. Pull your head back out of your grundy and get out <laughs> which Aww. which might be a cake. Get your head out of that cake. Get your head out of that grundy. Aw. But it was so good. <laughs> but but yes. I was huffing the grundy fumes. <laughs> if you manage to fuck up uh casting a spell and like critically fail on it then, all right, you'll probably, uh, I mean, you fail on casting the spell, obviously, but you also, like, can't cast it for a number of, I think, days or rounds or some shit, and you take some amount of backlash. Like, there is some risk, but honestly, unless you roll a 12, you're like, oh, I rolled a 10, I didn't cast the spell. Oh, well. Yeah. You, I will attempt it again. Yeah. The, old, the, the biggest thing you lose if you cast a spell and fail it is usually a loss of a round because a few spells ca- cost one round to cast. Like it goes off the round you cast it, but the majority of them take two. So you spend one round prepping and the next round casting. Yeah. There are a few of the uh, like combat supposed to be one spells that take one, but yeah, most are two. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you could probably still get them off in one round because this game has exalted style split actions <laughs> yeah but you wouldn't want to no no because for each action you would like to add because the way it works is your roll initiative um and then and rolling initiative is your initiative score roll under who got the best success yes. margin yes uh and then during your turn when it is your turn you can uh, declare as many actions as you would like to take 
but they uh, they happen cycling. So if you're like, I'm going to take two actions this round, then everybody gets their action first, and then everybody who said they're going to do two actions gets their their second turn. Yeah. Um. There's no limit. You could declare as many actions as you want, but for each action you declare beyond the first one, all the actions you take that round suffer a cumulative minus three penalty. Yes. So if you're like, I'm going to attack and dodge this round, great. Well, you're attacking at minus three and dodging at minus three. So, you know, best of luck to you. Well, no, because you it is minus three past the first. So you, if you attack and dodge, the if you attack first, that's straight. If you dodge, that's minus three. If you did a third one, the third one is minus six. Nope. Nope. They'd all be minus six. It works exactly like exalted split actions. Otherwise, everyone would always declare two actions forever because there'd be literally no penalty to it. You'd be like, fuck it. I'll take one action at free and one action at minus three because the minus three one is a long shot. Sure. But you'd still get your regular ass basic starting action. In fact, at that point, you might as well declare seven actions a turn and be like, I'll just roll for crits. (laughs) The only way it works is if it's cumulative that each action you declare at the start of the turn gives you a cumulative minus three to all of them. That would be. The so only we're saying way that, that it would work. So we're saying the game is shittily designed and not that I'm right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying I read is... This, the thing is, I read it the way you did the first time I read it, and my first thought was, wait, that's fucked up. That means everyone's always going to declare as many actions as they can because there's actually not a penalty to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but then I went back and read it again and was like, no, I guess it's supposed to be cumulatively applied across the board to all the actions to stop you from doing that. <laughs> so we're saying it could go either way? I'm saying... It could go either way? There's... The way that it is put together on the page, you could read it either way. Yeah. But then it has an example of play where it's like, uh, and then this one was minus three, and then the next one was minus six, and I right. was like, oh, well, you then, fucked up. Then they fucked up. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying you are dumb for having read it that way, because I was like, that's clearly the way it should be. No, I read it both ways. I read it, first I was like, I read it the way that apparently the game describes it, and was like, that's too stupid to be right. I better go back and read it again. I just pulled a Jeff. And, and I went back <laughs> and read it, and I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. It's like exalted. Now I'm being told that no, the game is bad. When, <laughs> no, no, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> it's true. The children are wrong. Okay, that's that's good to know. All right, that's fair. Uh, yeah, children, let people ship things. <laughs> Come on, children. <laughs> it's your fault global shipping is down. <laughs> people aren't deciding that these two characters should fuck enough. Not enough people global are Global jo- shipping is down. <laughs> Not enough people are joining the merchant marines and writing porn. <laughs> yeah, we need both. <laughs> See the world. Write porn in your crappy bunk see the world they said (laughs) all right uh this game has an entire vehicle combat section that may be the least shitty vehicle combat section that i've seen in a role-playing game because it's like ah instead of this entire new sub game it's just hey man your your vehicle has the same wound track as a person yes uh it's got handling scores so instead of having to worry about your skill we'll just worry about the handling on this yep yep it's not terrible but it does add like five more stats so i I, i'd be likely to ignore it entirely but it is oh i'd still ignore it like i ignore every vehicle combat section (laughs) i'm just saying it's the least terrible (laughs) is vehicle combat the number one thing you ignore in games almost inevitably yeah if i'm going through there are a couple things that i pretty much just skip past and don't care the other one being usually how machine guns work for me at least i'm always like 
nope, no thank you. <laughs> no, for me, it's usually environmental damage. Oh, okay. If they're like, and now let me tell you about drowning. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to play it by ear when it happens. Such a corner case that I'm not going to need to know. Yeah. If at some point in a campaign, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Somebody set a motherfucker on fire. What's burning damage? You have been underwater more than your endurance in rounds. <laughs> I also, I mean, obviously, I think we're both skipping right over encumbrance. Yeah, well. which uh, always gets ignored. The thing is, I'll ignore it, but I'll read it just to oh, see what they tried to do. The yeah, stuff no. that I just don't even read. <laughs> just get that driving stuff, and you're like, nah, no one's going to care. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> This will never come up, but I, I don't just care. saved myself five pages as a professional <laughs> podcast reviewer. I'm going to tell everyone that the vehicle combat section was bad. They won't know. It'll They're be, not reading it either. I'll be right. <laughs> and don't There's try and never call me been on a it. good one. <laughs> what are you going to do? Tell me I'm wrong. Car wars. Literally, they did. Yes, they came to us and told us we were wrong. Yeah. But no, literally, the. Uh, the, the other day I was talking to people in some forum or something about combat sections, about driving combat, and I was like, the way I always run it, if I have to run it at all, is like, I follow the rule of Ninja Turtles Teenage Mutant, uh, <laughs> TMNT Ninja Turtles in Time, where the sewer surfing level is like, you beat up a bunch of thugs as they show up on jet boards, and then at the end, the Rat King shows up, and you fight him, and it's just like any other fight in the game, but you're visually on boats, Yeah, and that's all. That's the, <laughs> that's the whole game. No, you can't slow him down. No, he can't get away. It's a set-piece fight. <laughs> Anything else is boring. Anytime you're like, we're having a car chase. Uh, they rolled well and got away immediately. Oh. This sucks. I hate this car chase. Oh, I rolled bad and they rolled well and no, well, we're done. <laughs> Never mind. No they, car. They made a, a sharp turn and I didn't. So I guess fuck me then. Good car chase, everybody. Good car chase. What a what a fantastic scene from all your favorite movies where someone just turns and then the other guy goes, oh, oh shoot, I didn't turn hard enough. Like, Turtles in Time, baby, just follow it that way. Introduce a bunch of minions who pop up one after the other on jet boards, and anything that hits them sends them spiraling off into a nearby what? building. That's great. And then when the Rat King shows up, he's on a hover platform, he's shooting rats at you. He's but, shooting rats! But any attack you want to do can still get him somehow. It doesn't fucking matter. Just have fun. Aw. Best vehicle system ever. Go ahead and put it in whatever game. Do it. Do take it. it. Please take it. All right, what else did we do about the spells? I... Uh, yeah, we talked about the spells. There's, you know, the ones that are super great, like flying and being invisible. Mm -hmm. Uh, unless it says a duration on there, it is normally 2d6 rounds. Yeah, which, not fan of the random, the but whatever you're gonna do. Which, the fact that invisibility says specifically an hour is like, god damn, that that's is good. real good. <laughs> Same thing with the memory editing, which they put in specifically because, you know, you're elves, and sometimes kids see Santa, so you gotta go in there and neuralize them or whatever. That's that's the whole point of that is to be like you didn't see Santa. Yeah, and it lasts forever. It was your drunk uncle. You your know drunk uncle. <laughs> also, uh. fly lasts for a day and a night, but you can only cast it on animals. Yes, and that again is because it's a Santa thing, so you're supposed to cast it on the reindeer. Although all the reindeer can fly that is there, it's basically like I found a wild reindeer and made it fly. Yeah, it's a mount for now. It's so you can get up there and defend Santa on your own reindeer. <laughs> And then there's a bestiary, which might be the most interesting thing in here. Oh, the random weird shit. Uh, I mean, there is a bunch of weapons, but no one cares about that. There yeah, we skip that. Well, yeah. we'll talk about the thing they did right first. Sparte Piet is a character in this game. Oh, Sparte Piet is not, however, a dude in blackface. <laughs> hey, game, you did it. He's not even a black dude. No. He's like his elf. 
He's just a, an especially big elf. Yeah, he that is. That part I was like, you know, it's okay to make him a black guy, but not a guy in black face, Denmark. Yeah, but no, they were just like, no, Black Pete is Santa's oldest friend. Yeah. And he is the one who created the whole Order of St. Nicholas paramilitary thing. Mm-hmm. He is in charge of it. He is the one who introduced Santa to Mrs. Claus. And there is and the reason for uh, Mrs. Claus being an assassin is because he was like, I need someone who will look after this dude. Yeah, she's Mrs. Beakley to his Scrooge. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> meanwhile, as long as we're getting Sparte Piet, you know, in here without making a blackface reference, which, you know, kudos, I guess, uh, by this, <laughs> the anti-Claus or the summer villain um, is the opposite of Santa, which means that he's a, a big, evil, mean, black Santa. It's... <laughs> Not a great choice. I mean, it's only in the picture. The art is of a Santa with the only he's the only person in the game with their skin shaded in. Yeah. And now you could say, ah, he is just very tan because you see he is the summer, summer guy. Yeah. But uh, or you could say, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that it, it, the thing is, the, pro- the problem with that is he's he's like a psychotic thug. As far as characters go, he is completely insane. He's given up on his own holiday. He is only dedicated to killing Christmas. And he is doing it by being the anti-Claus. So he's like, all right, I've got a sleigh that's pulled by flying pit bulls. Yeah. And I've got the, like, Island of Misfit toys as my soldiers. Yeah. And (laughs) the ginger dead men. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I, I I'm not a big fan of him. Every, almost everything else I'm okay with. I like that in addition to the major holidays, you see like a coalition formed of the lesser holidays that work together. Oh, I love that the uh the whatever it is the dead presidents is great because you yeah. got a whole bunch of like once they made Presidents Day a thing, the ghosts of a bunch of U.S. presidents just decided ah fuck it. Notably, the ones who joined it because there's a picture of them in the book are all ones who still all have their own day. But, you know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but you get fucking the uh, the list of, like, oh, we're the bank holiday ones. Yes, the ones that are just the bank, like, the lesser holidays that no one cares about, but they're mad about that, and they've, co- they've formed a coalition to try and fight their way to greater prominence among the holidays. Yeah, and I like that even among them, certain ones are more or less threatening, because just like, oh, yeah, the... The Easter spirit or uh, the Thanksgiving spirits are like, yeah, we're mostly friendly to, you know, Santa and his elves. Yeah. And then some of the other ones are like, yeah, fuck you. You'd think, you know, if I was writing this, I would have made Thanksgiving the at- the maddest holiday of all because Christmas keeps encroaching on Thanksgiving's time. Yeah. Same thing with how Halloween should be mad because they're like, oh, God, it's not even the end of October. There's Christmas shit out. Oh, yeah. Uh, as the boogeyman, I'm furious. <laughs> so angry. But no, it's not quite that. The other thing is, I kept thinking this game was British because they did the Red Dwarf R- uh, RPG as well. Uh-huh. And and uh, at the one point, they call Thanksgiving like, oh, the the quaint American Thanksgiving holiday. And I was like, oh, right, because they don't have one. Uh, but apparently this game was made in Seattle, so nope. Yeah, no, but I mean, they're like, <laughs> yeah, we've got the Thanksgiving in America and then also Carnival or Bastille Day or Guy Fox Day. <laughs> That's right. And each one of them has like their own kind of thug that they send out. Like Guy Fox thugs obviously are bomb experts. And Bastille Day aren't even like soldiers. They just are not, not Bastille Day. They, I, I assume they want to cut your head off. Um, but, I would assume so. But Carnival just wants to get naked and party. Yeah. They're like, please just lit- listen to this rad Latin music and fuck around. Kind of makes me mad that there wasn't a Mardi Gras one just like weaponizing beads, you know? 
See, the thing is, you could. Yeah. You could do whatever you no want. No one's going to stop this. you. It's just not already in the book. Yeah. But I like that. He, I kept expecting it to be all like over. The bestiary goes on for quite a while, and a lot of it's very well written and fun. Yeah. You've got, you know, a whole St. Valentine army. Yeah. You have the uh, the St. Patrick's Day leprechauns mm-hmm. and whatnot. And they're, just, they're just like musclehead. Bro- they're like hooligans, like soccer hooligans. Oh, yeah. They're like, eh, you know, whether or not we'll actually help you is just sort of a coin flip. It's a toss-up, because when you meet them, I mean, it's mostly a joke about being drunk. I'm I'm not I'm not going to say it isn't, but that's basically, it's like, oh, you never know how they're going to feel. They might fight you, yeah. or they might give you $20 for a Grundy. <laughs> I'll buy that for a Grundy. <laughs> you know, they're, they help out the Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm squad because the person in charge of the saint patrick's day mob nathan o'shaughnessy aka fortunate <laughs> jeez yeah uh god bless the thing I, the thing i would like to say about the uh the bestiary is i like that it's a complex web of of relationships and not just these are the monsters yes i thought that was fairly clever the idea that like oh usually thanksgiving's on your side but there have been skirmishes that kind of thing meaning that you can set up inter-army relationships that aren't just these are monsters and you fight them oh yeah there's the entire thing in here is you have the nutcracker kingdom which are like staunch allies of santa yes and then you know the the, rat army the rat king and his army yeah who shoots rats at you in the sewer (laughs) yeah and it's the easiest vehicle version you could ever come up with just do it or do neon night riders it works exactly the same way or the grunch who is the Grinch, the Grinch, but he murdered all of the who's because he's like, ah, I stole all their crap. And I, cause I was so angry. They were making so much noise and then they kept making noise anyway. So I killed them and raised them from the dead. And I have an undead army. And also I'm insane because the ghosts of dead woos <laughs> are haunting me constantly. Yeah. They're woos. Not, not, not who's from whoville. Yeah. They're from Wooville. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then there's also like the spirit of winter, just sort of in general, plus like something just called the winter witch. Yeah. There's the winter wizard and the winter witch. Yeah. Uh, and then you get, you know, the spirits of Christmas past and future and so on. Yeah. So they really dug into everything they could come up with for Christmas mythology to stick in this game. I mean, you also get fucking the MIB and the Saturnalians, which I have to imagine they made the Saturnalians, then just decided, fuck it, we'll throw the men in black in there, too. Because yeah. the Saturnalians are like, well, you know, they're they're like Mithra and stuff, but they are aliens yeah, it's from like, Saturn. Oh, all of the pagan shit yeah. is <laughs> real. They're just aliens from Titan around Saturn because yeah. they're Saturn aliens. Do you get it? And then, yeah, then there's just the fucking men in black, because presumably if there were a bunch of mythological figures getting in fights at, at random mid-time times, that there'd be a human contingent dedicated to investigating that. Although they think everyone is just aliens. Yes. But there is a Vatican-backed true meaning of Christmas patrol mm-hmm. who specifically hates Santa because they're like, oh, we need to put the Christ back in Christmas. <laughs> They think everything is aliens and skeleton theorists say, say yes. yes. <laughs> Alien astronauts say yes. <laughs> anyway, too much YouTube poop. Too many YouTube poops. Uh, okay, there we have it. That's pretty much the game. There's a couple of cool adventure hooks towards the back that I didn't hate because they're very straightforward. They're just like, maybe this could happen. Oh, yeah. And they aren't like the usual bad adventures you get at the backs of books that are like, too linear and and the players will never stick oh, to yeah. them in the slightest like, oh the only way they can find the information is if they talk to this one person in this one place yeah. like 
All right. Well, In, that's very railroady. Instead, they're all just mythological geopolitical conflict hooks. Oh, yeah. It's just like, ah, the Valentine's people are mad at St. Patrick's Day because of hearts or something. And there's even ones that are like, oh, just have a, like, uh, inter-brigade show off where you're like, oh, you and some other brigade have to go do training exercises together and you need to show them up. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not bad. I mean, I picked this just because I thought it it looked like it was going to be atrocious and it wasn't. This is fine. Honestly, this is basically fine yeah there's one or two missteps in there obviously it's got the arsler in it that needs to go uh but i mean other than that it's a playable game it is it's it's definitely a comedy of errors game i don't know if that necessarily i don't know if that translates do you think that do you think that just because a game is meant to be funny that should mean that you have a 50 percent success rate most of the time no no and i will say this like i said this is going to be a game where you basically focus on one thing you're like all right, if I want to be a gun guy, I give myself a six in, you know, dexterity and four in shooting because I want to be able to do that. Yes. Uh, But I do think it's also one of the games where the comedy of it, I like way more in this because it doesn't have the as much. There is still definitely some uh, yuck yucks here and there. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. There's there's less jokes written down in the book. They left yeah. them for you to do. My skills aren't like, oh, Christmas cheer is what I use to stab someone. You're like, yeah. no, don't fucking. <sighs> I've got a plus one specialty in Kringle. You know, it doesn't do that. It, 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 there's swing nasty pointy candy cane. Like, yes, technically the wet, the default knife issue doll elves is a, can, a sharpened candy cane. A candy cane stiletto. But it, it's not. The skill isn't called swing pointy candy cane. The the nice thing as well is when I was going through the weapons, there are dumb names for a lot of them, mm-hmm. but it's the dumb name and then what it is. Yeah. So like candy cane stiletto, you should be like, whatever, I use my stiletto on a guy. Yeah. I don't have to say the whole thing. Yeah. You know, the machine gun, you can have I think it's just called like the, the spanker. spanker. Yeah. The spanker heavy machine gun, but I don't need to be like, all right, it's just called a spanker. It's a spanker heavy machine gun the other thing that kind of gave me the feeling that this game was a little british um was <laughs> a little the british little the crackers the, the holiday cracker is one of the weapon items and also the fact that a lot of the weapons have very strong 40k influences mm. like for example in old 40k references too uh there's a whole thing where one of the guns fires a random weapon every time you shoot it you have you roll a d6 and it does whatever that is because it's so many weapons stuck together and it's a joke about 40k combo weapons uh uh, so I was like, okay, I get this. They're doing a bunch of 40k jokes in the weapon section. Uh, there's little bits here and there keep leading me to think this game is British. Who knows? <laughs> maybe maybe a bunch of British people wrote this in Seattle. Yeah, could be. I don't know. Maybe it was written by expats. Uh, maybe. They were they were Pats once, so they are Pats no longer. No longer are they Pats. They changed their names from Patty to Karen, and they traded their crappy car for a white Chrysler Baron. I don't remember what car it was in the first place. To a so they they're trading their honda for a white chrysler someone who's an expert on cake get back to me (laughs) somebody somebody tell me about cake if you're an expert on cake let me know what that lyric is and then maybe tell me about the grundy huh (laughs) also save some of the oh yeah's and oh no's we that's part that part's implied we know (laughs) okay (laughs) all right (laughs) 
Oh no! I was just just the other day for my own amusement. We're done, by the way. That that's all. If if you want to just listen to us ramble, then uh, then continue. Otherwise, that's the whole game. Yeah, that's the game. And now for shit, for some rambling, I I, I have a playlist that's every uh, Weird Al style parody mm-hmm. that I've been listening to recently, and it's fun to to go through and listen without knowing what because there's like fifty of them, and I don't know them all. I know a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, but one came on where I could I was like, oh, it's got that. Like that that rattle sound, they, like that swat the musical instrument makes a rattling noise. Uh-huh. And then at one point, Weird Al does go, "Oh yeah, oh no!" And it's like, "Oh, it's a cake one." Aww. You can tell just from one musical instrument sting at one point. You're like, "Oh, a cake song." Hey, look at that! <laughs> I had never heard it before. It's um, close but no cigar. Uh huh. Yeah, it's not a great song, but at least it's a good cake parody. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, uh, anyway, what did you? Uh, what What was your favorite thing what, about this what game? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? If so you good could, for the approval you, of the Christmas Society. Have you ever had a dream you could you want? <laughs> have you ever wanted to do to want to do to go look more like? <laughs> what was your favorite thing about this? Okay, so my favorite thing about this, uh, ooh, I think I like the. Uh, the way that they do, well, <laughs> the hard question. Well, it's hard for me because every time I think of something, I'm like, well, I do like this. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not as, as good as it should be. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the shrug, I think is probably one of the more interesting things yeah, yeah. that I like in here. Uh, if you're going for a non hit point based, uh, game mm-hmm. and you've got that sort of wound track then having the shrug there to be like i can still take a hit and that way you don't go like oh i'm just gonna try and like you know fill the air with bullets and hope mm-hmm. and like try and hit you like 20 times for one damage and just ping you down yeah uh so that's nice i do like that although i will say it's unfortunate that the strength and willpower are both your save and your shrug. i know they end up being highly overvalued yeah um it's it's not the best that you you need them so much to get things done yeah especially since if you're not doing melee combat strength is just pointless for most things yes and the problem with that is that it, yeah the only thing it does is inform those shrugs and saves but you really really need them especially because both of them or, or shrug at least is fully static it's just good like, mm-hmm. initiative is based off two other stats, but it still has a role involved in it, and you can always just roll well. And even if you're like, oh, and I fucking, I rolled a 12, and I fucked up, and I have a shitty initiative to begin with, but that just means I go last. Who gives a shit? Well, you are going to give a shit if someone shoots something at you, you have to dodge it. Eh. You're, you're going to lose your action for the turn unless you're splitting. Although, now that I know that the game is written incorrectly... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, you'll be like, I dodge, and then when it's my turn, you can shoot at a minus three. Yeah, I guess now I know that, so. <laughs> Always take the initial dodge. It's much smarter. Okay, so uh, so yeah, all right. The the shrug system, although it does have a problem with although making it, you lean on strength. Yeah, although the, the fact that they put those two stats as a little more important than the other ones, I like having that sort of fail-safe... Uh, where if you've got armor or whatever, mm-hmm. you can't just rely on being ping damage. You have to actually hit people. Yeah. It's neat. It's fine. No, it's fair. Whatever. That's all right. It's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. The it's whole fine. game is fucking fine. It's fine. Whatever. 
Jeff, what was your favorite thing? It's going to sound like a cop-out. It's not. The brevity. Um, this game gets in, gets it's out. It doesn't belabor. The soul of wit. It, it, yes, but no, I mean, I'm I, sure the game is only 60 pages long, but even then, that's not really what I mean by brevity. When I, we talked about it earlier. This game does not pack itself full of all the possible jokes to make it so that you'll never actually be able to use the jokes in the game. Yes. The fact that it's like, all right. It takes itself seriously. Here's literally every single fucking holiday thing that we could think of to put in here. Yeah. And uh, no jokes, though. We're just going to tell you what they are, Mm -hmm. what they have, and you can use them. And they even say in the book, they're like, yeah, it's probably funny because it's a serious, uh, like, juxtaposition of Mm -hmm. we're doing a combat and also i'm an elf fighting a peep they're even aware of it there's a section in this game about how to run a comedic game yeah that's what i was saying they have the whole thing where like yeah it's funny because of the juxtaposition not because we decided to give things stupid names yeah they're aware of it and they wrote it right and to me I, i know i'm summing that up as brevity but really what it is is an awareness of good comedic potential like a lot of the comedy games we read, we're like, by the time we're done reading it, we're like, and that's all the jokes they, they put them in for you. Just go and say them again to your friends and then say them to each other. Yep. And it's not fun. It sucks. But this didn't do that. So I'm going to give it credit as a co- this might be the my favorite comedy game that we've read on this show in forever. I uh, I agree. It does a good job of that. Yeah. What would you say is your least favorite thing? Uh, I don't like. <laughs> elves i don't like food anymore no uh i i don't like the uh this game <laughs> yes thank you you go did ahead. it go ahead go ahead start the sentence again i don't like grundies <laughs> oh how dare you sir how dare you <laughs> uh i'm not super big on the anti-claws no no why would you be it's probably the one thing in there that i'm like this feels like just thematically weakest yeah out of all of them i mean can we think of a better thing if they're doing it if they gotta have their whole seasonal bend which i feel like was fully unnecessary Nah. It's mostly just there to set up that the anti-claws is a thing. Yeah, they like, just they just de- they decided anti-claws was fun yeah. and wanted to go with that. And they were like, "Well, how do we get them in there?" I know. We'll introduce a holiday a thing where it's seasonal. And it's like you don't need that if the anti if you didn't if you weren't so insistent on the anti-claws joke, then you could be like the Easter Bunny is roughly equivalent in power to the Valentine's gang, and you'd be fine. It'd oh be, yeah, it wouldn't matter. No the the fact that they put all the other ones in there is what makes me like it even less because if they were just like there's four factions you work for the the winter faction and that's it that's what we're going with yeah i would be like all right okay but the fact that they're like no every single fucking holiday has its own squad and they're doing their own dumb nonsense i'm like you don't need this yeah you didn't need to try and say that there's you know a seasonal thing that was going on you could just you could if you even if you just wanted the anti-claws you could be like also the anti-claws is around you just say it's christmas in july and he hates it it's fine you could have also just made it be the grunch and have him be the guy who's like the opposite of santa because he wants to take toys away from the kids exactly fine you'd already got one Mm -hmm. so i don't know i'm not a huge fan either i get where you're coming from anti-claws was just thematically weak I, I, I could see where he exists just because if I'm right that this game was written by some British people, they were like, well, what the fuck is a summer holiday? No one's ever heard of the 4th of July. <laughs> eh. so, so, yeah, there you have it. All right. And yours? Your least? 
your least favorite? I mean, I kind of want to take that the... Uh, you know what? Rather than focusing in specifically on, on the fact that there's an R-word slur in the middle of it, I'll just say that the the hindrances and penalties are, are ba- bad. Are bad. They're just bad. They're not interesting. They're not, they don't justify their presence. No. Uh, it, they, they sh- and if there's one thing this game should do, it's justify its if presence. One thing elves should be specialists in... But yeah, like uh, if they were, they it was one part of the book where I feel like it could have been a little wackier. Like I know I already recorded it for being a fairly straight game that you use to produce comedy, but a few sticky bonuses that had more to do with elf jokes or Christmas stuff. You know, like oh, you can always pull a present out of your back pocket, or or uh, you know, you speak the language of the reindeer. See, I feel like that would be something that I would need them to either pull out all of the ones that have statistical changes where it's like oh you get a plus two to noticing things yeah pull that out and just make it like you know role-playing things that are penalties or fun things or whatever just choose a a good and a bad about your character your character's good thing is he always has a present available your character's bad thing is that i don't know he he believes human lies because he's an elf and he never heard lies before that kind of thing it'd be fine you're like, whatever, I'm a weird, gullible elf with presents all the time. You're like, great, cool. Yeah. But because that section has that split between, this is a role-playing thing, it gives you three points, and this is a statistic penalty, it gives you three points. You're like, well, why would I take the one with a penalty? Yeah, you take the one that makes you a class clown, not the one that takes your leg. Yeah. Like just, you know, but it... it I would say, I'm not saying you could really easily fix what's in there now. I'm saying that section would need to be torn down and put back in. But I would I would have preferred it to be a little stickier, uh, even if it didn't have jokes in it. Just things that made the elves feel more elfy. Mm-hmm. And that's where I would want that, because the rest of the elf stuff is almost entirely dedicated to like how you are a combat professional, how you're a soldier in an army. Uh, and I'd be like, oh, you got to have a little section here for elf magic, you know, where you're like, what's your deal? Well, I'm. I'm only one foot tall, but I I have jet boots, so I can fly at human height all the time. That kind of thing would be fine. Yeah, that that I'd, I'm I'd only be... five apples tall, <laughs> but it's five apples from like Claim Jumper. <laughs> they don't serve apples, so I am no apples tall. <laughs> no, the last time I went to Claim Jumper, and it has been like 18 years since I've been to a fucking Claim Jumper. I ordered a dish that came with an apple, and it was like, like we already did this fucking joke. It was the size of like a cantaloupe, and I was like, the fuck? Where did you get that? What what the fuck is going on in the back room of a claim jumper where even the potatoes and apples are fucking crazy? That's all they do. Yeah. They're like, hey, uh, produce growers of the world, your abnormally huge amounts of potato or apple or whatever, send them to us. Yeah. And we already did this gag, so I don't want to get into it too deep. I'm just saying five claim jumper apples tall is like 30 fucking feet. (laughs) That's like... The 40 br- meters tall. <laughs> that's, right? that's like six miles high. That's like one Hoden. <laughs> astronomical unit. <laughs> the absolute astronomical unit on that lad. <laughs> oh, Lottie coming. <laughs> All right. So uh, would you play this? Uh, I'd give this a, a one shot. This seems like a fun uh, game at a convention. Okay. This is very much for me the definition of the type of game I would want to play at a convention mm-hmm. where I'm like, Make a dumb thing. It's very, very heavy on the theming. Yeah. And then you play a stupid game and then you're done. That is so great for convention play because that lets people who are, you know, a little shy or not that great at at playing with a bunch of strangers or even just getting into a character right away in general. It gives them so much crutch. Oh, there's such hooks there. All Christmas. And you're like, oh, I know a fucking lot about Christmas. I can do Christmas gags. It's perfect for that. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you don't. 
there's no deep lore that you need to know. If I sit yeah. down at a table for like L5R, I fucking read an L5R book and reviewed it, and I don't know dick compared to anyone who would be playing it. So I'd go and be like, hey, I have a cool dude. He's a crab guy, and he's he has a, a club, and everyone would be like, you already fucked up. You suck. <laughs> Clan Scorpion or get out. <laughs> We're all Clan Scorpion here, mm. and I'll be like, fine. We're all Clan Scorpion. We're going to spread rumors about you. Mm. I'll be like, cool, dude. I'm a crab guy. I'm going to take this mallet. I'm going to go hit a demon or some shit. <laughs> mm, you're doing it wrong. Mm, scorpion. Nah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell the emperor. Mm. <laughs> emperor! <laughs> <laughs> this guy's doing it wrong. We're Scorpion. <laughs> fuck you, jo- uh, fuck you, you, John Wick. Just imagine... <laughs> 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 and an emperor sitting there as someone comes up and does that and just being like why did i let you be a clan can't I, god i wish it wasn't too late in to a real rogue gone you guys would have been dead on day two <laughs> i'm just gonna put that right there right now oh no we're far too shifty for that i know we all know we get it <laughs> we all get it <laughs> all right so uh you'd play this game at a convention yeah sure this okay. th- this seems like a perfect sit down and because like i said with the theming being so heavy you could do it with strangers if you want to go out and get a grundy with a stranger mm-hmm. you can do it share a grundy with a friend you know sometimes you want that strange grundy mm-hmm. <laughs> i do not know <laughs> uh I would play this. Uh, it's fine. I think this would be a good one-shot game for like an AP of some kind. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're, for example, had an a, a uh, an AP podcast that was dedicated to running one-shots in various systems. If you had something, I don't know who has something like that. Yeah, I know. If you wanted to run Santa's soldiers, who are part of the OSN, mm-hmm. uh, and you had some sort of podcast with APs for one-shots. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't sound familiar to me. But if someone were to come up with a podcast along those lines, yeah, if you were to. Maybe even make an entire network based on one shot. Yes, yeah. Then this would be an ideal game for that kind of thing. Um, but, I mean, obviously we're speaking entirely in far-off hypotheticals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is pie-in-the-sky dreams. Yeah. Now, who would do that? Who would start such a crazy idea? No one. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be a madman and a be- genius. <laughs> I feel like you'd have to be TV someone. You'd like have like to a John be- Hodgman. You'd have to be so handsome. <laughs> And just kissable. You know what I'm saying? Radiant. That's <laughs> that's some host, they say, in the web above you. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> All right. So that's the game. Uh, please. Jesus Christ. Support us on, on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash system mastery. Give us a dollar. We're going to make some elves. You want to know what our elves are? Yeah. Go give us a dollar and find out about the elves. Patreon.com slash System Mastery. Also, buy our new book. It's on Amazon right now. It's called the Dungeon Meister Cookbook. It's a, a uh, game night party planning recipe list with all kinds of great uh, one-off recipes you can cook to have at the table to be table ready. I know the D&D cookbook, I've read it. It's, all, it's more like presentation and showcase stuff where it's like making a whole roast duck or whatever. Ours is like... Make a fun food that you can eat at the table while you're playing your game, and it'll be easy and you'll get out of the way. Yep. So it's a great idea. It's nice and cheap too. It's like twenty. It's like some twenty bucks. Yeah. And it's on. It'll be coming out April nineteenth. I couldn't be more excited to see it come out and exist in the world. Uh, the Dungeon Me- uh, Meister Cookbook on BarnesandNoble.com or Amazon if you want. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So go buy that. Go support us on Patreon. And other than that, you have a great day because we're done. Thank you and good night. Get me a Grundy.